This episode of Check the Locks is brought to you by our friends at Audible. Audible is your one-stop shop for audio entertainment where you can always find the best of what you love or discover something new. That's right. Audible offers an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre, from mysteries, thrillers, biographies, and of course, true crime. And as an Audible member, you can choose one title a month from their catalog to keep forever, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Audible members also get access to thousands of podcasts from popular favorites, exclusive new series, and this very podcast you're listening to now. Plus, the Audible app makes it easy to listen anytime, anywhere. While traveling, working out, walking the dog, doing chores, Audible makes listening anywhere easy. And best of all, Check the Locks listeners can try Audible for free for 30 days. So head over to audibletrial.com slash check the locks or click the link in the show notes to start enjoying Audible today. Warning, Check the Locks podcast is a true crime podcast and may contain graphic descriptions of violence, murder, sexual assault, and more. Check the Locks podcast is not appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome back to Check the Locks Podcast. As always, I'm John Connor. I'm Olivia Cornu. And we are back together to go over a brand new, truly terrifying true crime case. Olivia, it is so good to see you. I have missed you. I know these last couple of weeks have been weird, but we are recording together. It's just the two of us doing podcasts on true crime. Just the two of us. You and I. So happy to see you. How are you? I've missed you. How are you doing? I feel like it's been three weeks, but I feel like it hasn't been three weeks. But it feels like it's been a long time since I've sat here and done this with you. It really has. Like you were on vacation and then, you know, unfortunately everything happened with my grandmother and just a lot of back and forth. And thank you for recording that story on your own and and working through the scheduling stuff with me. I really do appreciate it. But I have been so excited all day to sit down and actually get back together and do what I think we do best. And I don't know, just happy to be here. And it's so good to see your face. Yeah. I've already decided I'm not doing that by myself. It's not the same. It's not the same without John. So for the listeners who may have listened to that episode, Olivia recorded a case on her own and then sent it to me. And there are portions of it. Maybe I'll put it on Patreon or something one day, but there are portions of it where she's just talking to me directly, where she's (laughs) like, I don't know what I should do here. And it made me laugh at a time when I really needed to laugh. So, <laughs> so I appreciate you putting in the work. I think it all in all, everything came together really well. But we are back. It is October. It's my favorite month of the year. Hanging out with one of my favorite people. We're doing something a little bit different this week to kind of celebrate being back. I'm just excited. How are you feeling? I'm happy. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to hear what you brought. What we're doing. We're bringing back an OG episode. That is right, and I am super excited about it. So one of our most downloaded episodes, one of the episodes that we hear the most about was an episode from way back when. I think it was episode, I think we had it labeled as like episode 8.5. 
because <laughs> it was like a little mini episode, mm-hmm. but it was called Squatters in the Attic. And in that episode, we kind of talked through a couple of different stories about some weird squatting situations and things like that. And people still reach out to this day. If new listeners find the podcast, that's one that, you know, we tend to get a lot of feedback on. So I went to the patrons and said, hey, patrons, our wonderful group of friends. This episode, people seem to like it. What do you think? Should we do a round two? And it was a resounding yes. So that is what we are going to do this week. Squatters in the attic. We got three squatting stories that Olivia and I are going to go through together. Talk about them. You know, we're going to hit that deadbolt test at the end. But super excited to get into it, and hopefully y'all will like this one just as much as you like the first one. I think we picked some heavy hitters for this one, so I'm really excited to go through and talk about them and then see what the listeners think as well. So I don't know. What do you say? Should we just dive into our October anthology kickoff explosion air? I don't know what to call it, but I'm just... (laughs) I'm excited. That's perfect. Yes. I'm just excited to hear your first story. So why don't you tell me what you got? Yeah, let's jump on in. So in the fall of 2019, James and Brittany Campbell were wrapping up a family vacation with their two young sons. They returned to their Honolulu home on September 20th, but something didn't seem right. The couple noticed a bicycle in the front yard, but it didn't belong to them or one of their two children. And when James cautiously tried to open the door to his home, it was pulled shut hard from the other side. And it was then that James noticed a man peering through the door. And the stranger was telling the homeowner, this is not your house. So I wanted to ask you, imagine, you know, you go, you come home from one of your many vacations. You go to open your door, you go to push it open and somebody slams it shut on you from the inside what would be going through your head? Cause I would be terrified. Terrified. Yeah. Who's in my house and who's been in my house since I've been gone. Right. How long have they been in my house? I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. So like now that I've sold my guest bed and haven't replaced it yet, I don't know. We've talked about this. How one of my rooms is completely empty now with just a dresser. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I get this like thought in my head. I'm like, Someone could be living in that room and I would have no idea because I don't even go into that part of the house. There's a whole bathroom and bedroom that I don't even like utilize. And somebody could just be living in there because I keep the door shut so the animals don't go in there. I get it. You're rich. You have a whole wing of your house. (laughs) I wish. You really got some beasts from Beauty and the Beast energy right now. (laughs) Don't go into the West Wing of the home. (laughs) (laughs) My squatter lives in there. No, but yeah, I mean, if you've got that kind of, we have a storage room off the back of our house where there's no lock on the door or anything like that. And it's big enough that, you know, you could fit four or five people in there. So, you know, every once in a while I'll hear a noise and be like, I need to go out there and check and make sure there's nobody just like living in the storage room. Because you never know if someone's trying to get out of like bad weather or something like that. They could just be like, oh, this is a place to hold up. It's unlocked. (laughs) Unlocked out of the wind, all that. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, it's scary, but I was doing the research on this one particularly. It was just like that little thing would terrify me if it was just like, like, I'm home. I'm ready to get get home and get in bed. And somebody just pushes your door closed from inside your house. Oh, my God. Well, James was not going to be locked out of his own home. So he grabbed a sledgehammer and managed to make his way inside. He then forced the intruder onto the front lawn as his wife, Brittany, called 911. 
But once in the yard, James was faced with yet another surprise. The home invader was wearing his clothes. Authorities eventually arrived on the scene and they placed the man under arrest. He was 23-year-old Ezekiel Zayas. Now, thinking that the ordeal was over, the Campbells entered their home, only to find that their nightmare was just beginning. The house was a total disaster. Pots and pans had been removed from their drawers and stacked on top of each other. Music equipment that belonged to James had been destroyed in the living room. Empty water bottles filled the countertops. And this showed that Zayas had been staying in the home for quite some time. But their most disturbing discovery would come when they located one of their laptops. Written in the laptop in some kind of like Word doc, maybe Google Docs, something like that, was a disturbing manifesto titled The Omnivore Trials, A Rehabilitation for Rat-Like People. And when they began reading what the intruder had written, they were frozen in terror. Zayas had described his plan to perform bizarre surgeries on the family. This included sexual reconstruction procedures as well as hand transplants. And when James and Brittany discovered a collection of knives near the computer, they knew that Zayas had intended to act on what he had written. Now, it was while processing what was happening that a light bulb went off for the Campbells. Strange things had been happening well before the family had left for vacation. They thought back to small things disappearing, a computer's webcam turning on by itself, doors being left open and unlocked. And it was then that they realized that Zayas had been living in their home without their knowledge for quite some time. Ezekiel Zayas was charged with burglary and released, much to the dismay of the Campbells. But he would be arrested again shortly after for vandalizing a Buddhist temple. In 2020, while incarcerated for that crime, Zayas murdered another inmate, 62-year-old Vance J. Grace. Now, he has since been charged with murder in the first and second degrees and has pled not guilty. However, he was found unfit to proceed and is currently being held at the Hawaii State Hospital awaiting trial. So, Olivia, before we move into your story, story number two, as I was going through, I could see your face when I was you know, telling you about the manifesto and what this guy had planned to do. And in the research I was doing on this one particularly, the wife, Brittany Campbell, was like, he was going to play doctor on us for real. Like he was planning on like trying to transplant our hands and doing crazy sexual reconstruction surgery, whatever that means. But I mean, he had planned to murder them. So what was going through your head? What do you think is story number one? Where are you at? All right. Story number one's a 10. I'm just going right there with it because all I can think about is someone living in the room next door plotting like my murder. Why do we record these kind of things at night? Well, partly because that's what schedules a lot for and partly because I like you to go to bed terrified. I'm just This one's going to do that for me. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? It's not even just like somebody squatting in your house, but it's somebody squatting in your house, you find them and then you find out they have very clear plans. They've written a book. Yeah, they've written a book about how they're going to murder you and your family. That's what scary movies are made of. And like coming home from vacation too. Can you imagine just being like, "Oh, that was a, you know, they live in Hawaii, so I don't know where you would vacation if you live in like they're like, we went to Wyoming, you know. <laughs> they're like, come home with their 10 gallon cowboy hats on. They're like, oh, what a great vacation. And 
I mean, this was terrifying. This is, we talk about it a lot, but the home invasion stuff is the stuff that really freaks me out. This is nightmare material for me. Same. Well, that was my first story. What do you think? Should we jump into yours? Because I believe for your squatting tale, we are going international, which I'm super excited about. So should we just jump into it? Yeah, I need to get out of the United States. It's a little too <laughs> close to home, even though they're all the way in Hawaii. But. Right. Yeah, so now we're heading to Scotland. 22-year-old Caitlin Sullivan was having fun at a friend's house where she decided to stay the night. Later that evening, while in bed, she got an alert on her phone. It was her security system. Someone was inside her home. When she looked at her camera, she was in total shock. There was a strange man, seemingly covered in blood, sleeping in her bed. Terrified and confused by how the man entered her home, Caitlin immediately called the police and met them at her house. According to Sullivan, the police took the man away, but he was not arrested or charged with any crime. Caitlin didn't think the situation could get any creepier, but the next morning when she checked social media, she was proven wrong. In her Facebook inbox was a message from the intruder reading, to give you my sincere apologies, I don't keep well. The message continued, thank you for letting me put my head down for three hours, hope no harm was done. The stranger closed the message by saying he hoped to meet the young woman in person someday. Immediately, chills ran down Caitlin's spine. She had no idea how the man managed to find her on social media, and she was afraid that he would come back at any time, especially because she had a young son. Now, this incident just happened at the end of September, and Caitlin said she does not feel safe in the house, returning only once to clean the mess of blood left by her intruder. So this is, again, absolutely terrifying to me. Because I can imagine, like, let's say I came to visit you or, you know, was out staying at a friend's or something like that. I'm an adult, so I don't have a lot of sleepovers lately. But, you know, if I was visiting you, something like that, if I got an alert on my phone and there was a bloody man, like, crawling into my bed, it would be excrement out. Like, would, like the fact that we don't know why he's bloody is bizarre. Yeah. And the fact that, like, not only is this man in the house, but the police didn't charge him with anything. They were just like, yeah, you can go take his shirt and run the DNA or something. Right. Like find out what's happening. I don't know if maybe it's just like they do things differently in Scotland or if it's like, oh, this guy was drunk, got into a fight, broke into a house, like whatever. You know what I mean? I know in Scotland, I had a friend from Scotland and they like to drink over there. So I don't know if it's just different. But then the idea that not only was this person in my house and I don't know who they are, but they know who I am and can find me on Facebook. So they know my name. They know where I live. And they're like, hope to meet you in person someday. Know how to get into my house and get into my bedroom. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah. I don't like these squatters in the attic episodes. They are some of my favorites, I think, because I know you don't like them very much. But it's it's kind of fun to, I don't know, it is scary. And these are the ones I think when I'm laying in bed tonight, I'm going to be like, Oh, Jesus. Like, please don't ever let there be anybody. This is what makes you get up and go check the locks. This is why the podcast is called Check the Locks. A hundred and ten percent. So I don't know. Again, for me, this one, this would be a 10 for me, too. It's just a 10. Hopefully we'll have three tens. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, Again, it's going to be really interesting to see what the listeners think, what the locksmiths think. 
you know, maybe they're a little more emboldened and brave than we are, but these are the ones that really get under my skin, you know, because I think about my family being home and I think about me being home alone. Well, I just flew to Florida for four days and that was my big thing is like, I'm going to be gone. And if somebody comes in the house when I'm not here, you know, and I've looking at my cameras like religiously, cause you know, that's a scary thing to me. So yeah, this is a 10, this is hitting on it, but we got one more. I don't know if we should just kind of jump into it. Do you think you can handle a third one? You're going to be all right. I don't know. It's touch and go. It's touch and go. <laughs> all right. Well, for this last one, we are heading to New Hampshire where a young woman known only by the initials NR was running an OnlyFans account. Now, one day, the young woman got a new subscriber, an 18-year-old man named Mauricio Guerrero, and the pair began communicating through the website. Now, in the beginning, Guerrero seemed nice and sweet enough, and the conversations quickly moved from the website to the pair texting and video calling each other. Guerrero even offered to buy the woman a TV and a fireplace. In fact, text messages showed that NR had told Guerrero that she loved him, and at some point, the two had been intimate with each other. But somewhere along the line, Guerrero's infatuation turned to obsession. He began to show up at the woman's house uninvited, and he managed to actually make a copy of the unnamed woman's house key. And that is when Guerrero's dark nature came to light. Using the copied keys, Mauricio Guerrero hid in the 24-year-old woman's attic at least four separate times. He would then creep down and take photos and videos of his sleeping victim without her knowledge as she slept in the nude, including her genitalia. And when he was arrested, investigators found several photos and video clips of the naked woman on his phone. He was charged with four counts of burglary, criminal trespass, and invasion of privacy. Now, this case went to trial, during which Guerrero claimed that NR had told him that she wanted to be stalked. A therapist who worked with Guerrero also testified during the trial, and she described how the now 19-year-old was lonely and immature. But ultimately, the jury sided with the victim. And in May of this year, Guerrero was found guilty of two of the four counts of burglary, criminal trespass, and the invasion of privacy charge. He faced up to 11 years on the two felony counts of burglary and 12 months each on the misdemeanor charges of criminal trespass and privacy invasion. But the judge in the case had broad discretion to sentence well below the minimum. And in July, Guerrero was sentenced to only one year in prison. So I wanted to throw this out to you because I feel like you are in a unique position. Now, you're not on OnlyFans, obviously. I had to shut mine down because this stuff just kept happening, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. But my feet are on OnlyFans. No, your feet are on only, <laughs> only feet. That's a different website, only feet. but you are in a different type of position where you have been in the public eye in a way that a lot of people could never or will never understand. And in a way where I am sure millions of people out there feel like they know you without you knowing anything about them. And so I'm curious what this type of case, how this resonates with you, because yes, OnlyFans and like reality TV are completely different, but it's, mm -hmm. it's still 
for the people who are into it, it is still like a level of notoriety. Like I could very much see this being like man watches married at first sight and falls in love, found an attic. You know what I mean? Like, so as we were going through, was there anything about this that hits maybe a little bit differently? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's stalking. And the, the thing that's the most unsettling is I was just on vacation and I don't get recognized a lot, but I'll get recognized in the most random places and at the most random time. But a lot of people will come up to me and say, Oh, I know you, I know you. And I'm like, I don't know from where, I mean, like now I know, but before it would really catch me off guard because I'm like, okay, so where do I know you from? How do I know you? But then there's just not the, I just, I don't know them. Um, And it's just, you know, it's a friendly way to come about it, but it is, it's, this is stalking. And the fact that this person only got sentenced to one year of prison for the things that he did, he invaded her privacy. He took advantage of her and when she could not, and this has me on a different level right now. Yeah, I definitely agree. He certainly violated her privacy. And, you know, I think this also goes to speak to like relationships can start out somewhat consensual. Like, obviously, this started in a consensual manner where she told him where she lived and he was like, he was going to buy me TV and like we had sex and it like started consensual. But that doesn't mean that things stay consensual, you know, and I feel like we've talked about it a lot, but. I feel like a year in prison for something like this would leave somebody who comes out just feeling more emboldened. Like we yeah, we've, just do it again. Yeah. We've done so many cases where it's, you know, he was a peeping Tom. He got a $50 fine and then like a hundred. And then next thing you know, like, and then he's killed three people, right? They're serial killers, you know? So this is definitely one of those things where, you know, I feel like he should have gotten way more time for this especially for the level of premeditation. Like you've broken in four times you're in their attic, like making yourself like at home in their home and then knowingly coming down when they're not suspecting it. Like if somebody did that to my wife or my, like, or like my child or like if, if, if I knew somebody who did that to you, I would be like, well, we're not, we're, it's just, this is street justice, right? Like we're not, we're not, I should call the cops, but I if think my, my anger in my baseball bat. I'm coming after you, bro. Right. Like my anger would be, it would be so hard to contain because it, it's such a violation, you know? I don't even, I just, I feel sorry for her. I mean, he took advantage of her. This is awful. And he got a year in prison. I'm just, that's, that blows my mind. Yeah. I also like the idea too, of you just kind of forgetting that you've been on a reality television show. So when people are like, where do I know you from? And you're like, I don't know. Where do I know you from? I don't know where, where how do I know you? We're like, where'd you go to high school? <laughs> <You're> just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like trying to piece it together. Then finally I'm now, I'm just like, Oh yeah, I was on a TV show. I used to not ever I'd be like, yeah. How do I genuinely know you? But you know, it's like this kind of thing, you know, it's weird. Cause I imagine, you know, it would be very easy for someone who had the opportunity that you had to like end up with somebody like this, we see it all the time. You know what I mean? Like had there been just that crazy person who was like, yeah, Olivia sees new Orleans. I'd like, we would make a great couple. I'm going to drive from, you know, New Hampshire to Louisiana. Cause I'm, I know she'll fall in love with me. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's insane. I'm glad that's not what happened to me. <laughs> and if you're listening, don't get any ideas. Okay. Yeah. I'm taken. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Seats taken. Seats taken. But 
oh geez we're gonna end up in like a screen rant or something olivia says on podcast that she's taken (laughs) i am still single everyone (laughs) well this one i have a feeling i know we're gonna put this one if we're talking it through but i'm guessing you're putting it at 10 yeah of course yeah i am putting it at 10 as well just because again if this was you know it really puts my mentality on a 12 but because i'm just infuriated what he did to this woman but I can tell you're jacked. Like you're like Mm -hmm. your posture's up your chest out a little bit. Uh Well, looks like we came through with a clean sweep on our return visit to squatters in the attic. I had a feeling that this is where it was going to go, but it always feels good when it's like, man, we had three heavy hitters back to back. I think it's been a while since we've had like even two tens and full episodes or full stories back to back. So to have three, you know, little ones hit so hard. This was a lot of fun to do. Hopefully uh, the listeners feel the same way. We just put all three of these at a 10, but we have to ask it, throw it out there to the locksmiths. Where does squatters in the attic part two fall on your deadbolt test? Are these three true crime tales, all tens for you as well? You can let us know, reach out to us on Instagram at check the locks pod. You can find us on Twitter at check the locks. And if you're not in our Facebook group, Come and hang out with us. I will tell you, my grandmother passed. She had 900 Hummels. Do you know what Hummels are, Olivia? No. Hummels are little German porcelain figurines that apparently lots of senior citizens have collected forever, thinking that they were going to be worth some crazy amount of value. So I called an antique shop in Florida and was like hey my grandma collected these are they worth anything and they're like no anybody who collected those is either dead or is dying <laughs> basically they were like nobody wants them nobody wants them so i had to join some hummel facebook groups to see if anybody would be interested in this large collection i stick by my statement our facebook group is the best place on the internet cuz after talking <laughs> to hummel collector and no offense if you love hummels or royal daltons i learned that was a thing if that if you love those things I get it, but I don't want to talk to you about it. (laughs) So (laughs) come hang out with us in the Facebook group. We would love to have you. This feels so good to say, but Olivia, these squatter in the attic stories, like I said, we're both going to be checking our locks under our skin. I could use a five-star review and I think we're still going international with it. What do you got for us? You got a review this week? Yeah. My review this week is from Canada. Yes, we are set up now where if you leave us a review internationally, we can actually see it. So our friends to the Great White North, our upstairs neighbor, what do we got? So they said this is the best podcast ever. I've been listening to this on my drives home from work. I love it. I love the easy banter between the two hosts. And while some episodes are a little disturbing, I love it. I'm just about to start episode 8.5. Episode eight was the highest deadbolt rating for me thus far. Keep up the great work, Olivia and John. So apparently they liked the squatter in the attic episode as well. If you said it was the 8.5. They're about to start listening to it. So that means this is, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, definitely reach back out when you've listened to part two and let us know if it it continues. And this week's five-star review comes from a bunch of random numbers and the and sign and the dollar sign. So if that's you, just let us know who you are because I don't really have any other indicator to tell who you are other than that. Yes. If you are the one leaving the encrypted (laughs) five-star reviews, please reach out from Canada. And like I said, Olivia, I am so happy because I had the last two episodes that we've done. I've had to read the reviews 
and it felt so weird because that's not my my thing you know what i mean like i i don't do the reviews so it felt you read one of my nearest and dearest friends review oh well who is that let's shout him out steve lanahan well steve thank you for listening and if you are our neighbor to the north who left us this week's five-star review reach out let us know we want to send you some stuff we got stickers buttons all sorts of cool stuff that we would love to get out to you you can, again, hit us up on Instagram at Check the Locks Pod. Find us on Twitter at Check the Locks. If you're in our Facebook group, slide into our DMs. Let us know it's you. We will get some stuff sent out right away. And Olivia, again, you say it the best, so I don't have to. If somebody wants to leave a five-star review to have it read on the show, what is the best way to do that? They need to go to the Apple Podcast app, go to our show's homepage, scroll all the way down where you see all five of the stars and click them all and leave us a little review and tell us what you think about the podcast. Yes, exactly what Olivia said. Apple Podcasts, leave that review. If you need a cheat code, there is a link in the description to the episode that you are listening to now. Go in, hit that link. It'll take you right to Apple Podcasts. Also, Olivia, I just found out our listeners, if you listen on Spotify, you can leave comments on Spotify episodes as well. So if that is your primary listening, maybe you don't mess with Apple Podcasts, anything like that. We love hearing from you. We love hearing what you think of the show. Leave us a comment on one of those episodes. We would love to go back and read those as well. And Olivia, speaking of hearing from our listeners, I have a surprise for you this week. Does it start with the V and in a mail? It definitely does. We got a voicemail. Oh, yeah. John, Olivia, this is Kevin from Georgia. and been MIA for a little bit. First episode I come back to is the road trip with the devil, road trip from hell. And I'm from Georgia, so I already got a connection, right? And I don't know if you remember the last time that the devil went down to Georgia, but it didn't work out for him well that time either. So, like, it's a pretty messed up story, too. Like, Johnny's just chilling, had some rock gut whiskey last night. Eat too much of the cracker barrel and bam, Prince of Darkness. It's like shows up challenging you to a fiddle contest. And then, then, right in the middle of it, summons a whole backup band of demons. Like, what? That's not fair. Wait, what's Johnny supposed to do? He's a country boy. Is he going to call the Allman Brothers on his CV radio or whatever? But anyway, I have another connection because uh, I've been to Rayford Prison. Like, not as a prisoner, like I was delivering bread, but not actual, actual bread, edible bread, not money. Anyway, you think that like, you know, Florida is all beaches and theme parks and Will Smith dancing around, which is weird because he's from Philly and lives in LA, but whatever. Um, anyway, Stark is death row. Rayford, well, Stark is the city. So that's where they fried Ted Bundy. That's where they killed Aileen Warnos. And it is the scariest, darkest place. Anyway, love you guys. Love the podcast. Cooler than a polar bear's toenails. Peaky whiskey. Call him back. I, I just love, want to talk to Kevin. <laughs> I know. I love that voicemail. We call him the Almond Brothers on the CB radio. Peaky Whiskey's all day. If you don't know Kevin from Georgia, if you are on our Facebook group or if you follow us on Instagram, 
He is our meme master. He makes me laugh in so many ways. So Kevin, thank you for reaching out and thank you for sharing that personal connection. It is crazy to think that you have been inside the prison where Ted Bundy, Eileen Warnos, like that is, I mean, I'm sure that has got some dark energy, a crazy feel to it, but Kevin call anytime. Your voicemails are my favorite. Just eating too much of Cracker Barrel. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) He's my people. I know. Kevin, we love you. Thank you for listening. We think you're pretty cool as well. Peace, whiskeys as always. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, please reach out to us. Head over to checkthelockspod.com. You can click the voicemail button there. Leave us a voicemail. We would love to play it on the show. And Kevin, reach out, man. We'll send you some stuff. Uh, like I said, you are always making us laugh, putting those memes in the Facebook group. And we just, we love what you do. Thank you for supporting the show. Absolutely would love to get some stuff out to you. And folks, we talk about this every single week, but the voicemails, the reviews, these are things that help us grow. So thank you so much. You know, if you leave us a review, that helps us get into another show's recommendations, which makes people find the show easier and, again, just helps us broaden our audience. So if that is you, if you've left us a review, if you've left us a voicemail, if you've shown us any kind of support at all, just know that we appreciate it more than we can ever tell you. And if you want to financially support the show, if you like what we do that much, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash check the locks, get signed up today. We got a lot of great benefits, a lot of great tiers, exclusive stickers, t-shirts, coffee mugs, all things that you can only get for being a patron. Plus you get the episodes ad free and early. So if you like check the locks, but you hate commercials, Patreon is the way to go. So again, if you like what we do, you want to help us keep the lights on that is patreon.com forward slash check the locks, get signed up today. And as always, if you cannot financially support the show, we definitely understand just listening and hanging out with us every week, sharing the show with your friends and family means just as much, if not more. So if that is you, you're listening, you're letting your friends know about this weird little true crime podcast, just know that we appreciate that. Again, it's all about getting in front of new listeners, helping our community grow, helping to, you know, again, just make our family larger. So we appreciate you so very much. That is all that we have for this week's case, but please make sure that you are subscribed to check the locks on your favorite podcast app so that you never miss an episode. We will see you again next week with a brand new, truly terrifying true crime case. But until then, don't forget to check the locks. See you again next week. Bye. Happy to be back. We missed you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.